Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. So I want to read to you a story that encouraged me. I, I um, remember hearing, um, what's his name? Came and preached. Tracy Armstrong preached this message, and it was awesome. And so I remembered his message. I'd written some notes about it um, a couple of years ago in my journal, and I remembered it, and I pulled it out. Um, and I want to just share some of those things and some other things that the Lord showed me as I just began to look at this passage. Joshua chapter 10. Hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles, you can open it. Hallelujah. Now, the story is the Gibeonites had made a covenant with Israel. Now, it had been done in a sneaky way. They tricked Israel into making a covenant with them by pretending to be somebody else. And Joshua made a covenant, but they weren't who he thought they were. But nevertheless, because they'd made the covenant, he stuck with it. He, he stuck with the covenant. And, um, and then something happened. When all the other ites heard that the Gibeonites had made peace with Israel, had made peace with Joshua, they decided, right, these five other kings decided to mobilize their nations against them and to come against them and absolutely surround them and, and do them in. It says here in verse five, the five kings of the Ammonites, or the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon, and all their armies gathered, advanced, and camped against Gibeon. They then they waged war against it. The men of Gibeon sent a message to Joshua at Gilgal at the settlement saying, do not abandon your slaves, come up to us quickly, save us, help us, for all the Amorite kings living in the hill country have gathered against us. Have you ever received a call or a message from somebody that says, please, please pray for me. I feel absolutely surrounded. Well, that's what the call that Joshua got. You know, God loves it when we go to battle on behalf of somebody else. And the amazing miracles that happen when we start to fight on someone else's behalf are so wonderful that, that God, not only does he help them, he'll help you in the process as you do it. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hand. Not a single man can stand before you. Hooray. I, get, I say hooray to that because the Bible tells me that all of the promises are yes and amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. It means every promise that's been given to Israel now I, is mine as well. Hooray. Past, present, future, they're all mine because now I've been grafted in, hallelujah. In Christ, they are yes and amen. So there's a promise there that you just missed. You just missed it. It just went over your heads. So just like the moth, it just, just went over your heads. You need to notice it. So I'm gonna say it again and you can listen. The Lord said to Joshua, which means he also says to us, do not be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hand. Not a single man can stand before you. Hallelujah. That means God has determined victory. Hallelujah for you. Then Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. 
the Lord panicked them before Israel. They struck them with overwhelming force at Gibeon. Then Israel pursued them on the road that rises to Beth Horon and struck them down as far as Azekar and Makedah. Now, he, he went to war and he started fighting them on the basis of a promise. He had a word from God and so he went to war. You know, when you have a battle going on, there is a word for you that you can base your fight on. Whatever it is, if there's an, uh, say a, a fear comes, You've, your friend or your family member's got the flu, and then the enemy comes and he says, oh, you've got a little bit of a scratchy voice, you pro um, you're probably getting the flu. And you think, oh, oh, I don't know about that. And then he goes, oh, you, you, you might not be able to, you know, go to that event that you wanted to go to that weekend or, you know, you may not be able to go and do what you need to do. And, and if you're not careful, you start planning in agreement with what hasn't even yet happened because the enemy is trying to deceive you into thinking that he has a right to be there. But when you have something like that come, we have a word. We have the word of the Lord, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Every time the enemy came to Jesus, he answered him with the word of the Lord. He rebuked the devil, said, get behind me, Satan, get away from me. This is what the Lord says. This is what the word says. This is the truth. If Jesus did it, then we need to do it too. Amen. So if you hear a voice like that about your health, you need to pick up the word of the Lord, which says, by his stripes, I was healed. I bless the Lord and I forget not all his benefits, who heals all, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. Hallelujah. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Whatever it is, there's many, many, many verses, but you pick them up and you start using them. You see, the problem that most of us have is we have all of this at our disposal, but we forget to pick it up and fight with it. We'll pick up the phone and we'll ask everybody else to fight for us. But God says, I've actually put it in your hand. Pick it up and use it. It's good to have people to support you in prayer, but it's important that you get up and you start to fight. Hallelujah. So they started fighting. That you might have a, another thing. You might have a temptation come your way. And you might be going, oh, that's bad. Oh, I shouldn't have that. No, that's bad. No, that's bad. All you're doing when you're going, oh, no, that's bad, is actually just swatting away the mosquito. You're not actually snapping it and killing it. Oh, that's bad. No, no, that's bad. And so he comes back. <laughs> she hasn't told me to go away. <laughs> comes back and tries another angle, tries another. Have you thought about this? Have you thought? And if you tolerate it, before long, you'll be in condemnation that you're even being attacked. When it's not you in the first place, it's the enemy, like an intruder in your room, trying to intimidate you, trying to steal your joy and trying to surround you. When you have a thought that is not in the mind of Christ, any thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, that is anything that isn't pure and holy and lovely and of a good report, it is a demon. It is something that is in your space that is not allowed to be there and you have power to make it go or you can tolerate it like the Israelites. If you tolerate it, it won't go away. It'll come again the next day. It'll look for an opportune time when you're weak and, it, and then before long you'll be going, what's wrong with me? Why am I having all these thoughts? 
There's nothing wrong with you. You've just forgotten to pick up the sword. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're encouraging me. Oshakaba. But the reason I like this story is that Joshua didn't just do a little bit. He went the whole way. You know, I believe the Lord is looking for us not just to survive, but to have absolute victory. It says, so firstly, he starts, he's got this word from God. What's the word from God? What's a word in the scripture that you could use in your current mental battles? Because there is a word for you, hallelujah, in this scripture. You you might be hearing, well, you're not a very good person. You're a terrible person. Thank you, God. The word of the Lord says, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Get away from me, Satan. Get out of here. That's a lie. This is the truth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You need to tell it to go away, and you need to get the, the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, to slam the door in its face. You need to be very vigilant, very aware that we don't just ignore it, don't just tolerate it, but you stab it. I'm feeling like very vicious tonight. Stab it. Stab the thing. Squash it. Let there be blood on the wall. The Lord panicked them before Israel. I love this. As they're fighting... The Lord goes, oh, this is fun. So he gets them to start to panic each other and they start killing each other. But then Israel doesn't give up. Joshua goes, okay, let's take, they're running away, let's go to the next town. And he keeps fighting them, keeps stabbing them and they keep getting killed. And God keeps stirring them up to panic and, and, um, and they're having wonderful victory. But he doesn't stop there. They keep running away, so he keeps going after them. And as he goes after them, it says, as they fled from Israel on the downslope of Beth Horon, the Lord hurled large hailstones down upon them from the sky as far as Azekar. They died, and in fact, more died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. When you start fighting, God gets involved. And the miracles start to break out. The supernatural power of God starts to intervene. When you start praying for someone to get saved and you don't just pray a polite prayer, but you go after it and you don't stop. You keep going after it. God gets involved. He sends divine setups. And then as you keep going, the miracles get bigger and bigger and bigger. Hallelujah. Until there is victory. Hailstones from heaven. Can you imagine God is like, oh, this is awesome. You're doing great, guys. Oh, this is fun. I've got to get involved. You want to see some breakthrough? Sitting on the couch watching Netflix is not going to do it. You want some breakthrough? Staying home and eating pizza is not going to give you breakthrough. You think you're going to get better? You think you're going to find your strength by doing that? It's a lie from the pit of hell. You want to see breakthrough? You need to pick up the sword and start stabbing the enemy and watch how God wants to get involved. But I love it. After they're, this is the third place that they're chasing them, and God is now throwing hailstones at the enemy. 
Joshua doesn't go, well, that'll teach him, and goes home. No, he keeps going after them. After the Lord has finished throwing all the hailstones, he keeps fighting them. Not because they're attacking him anymore, but because they're on the run and they haven't all been squashed. So he keeps going. And it says here, on the, door, on the day the Lord gave over the Amorites to the children of Israel, Joshua spoke to the Lord and said in full view of Israel, son, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stood in place until the people brought their vengeance upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? The sun stood still in the middle of the sky and didn't set for a full day, for about a full day. There has not been a day like this, either before or after it, when the Lord obeyed a man, for the Lord waged war for Israel. He's like, this is pretty cool. Joshua's like, God, what do you wanna do? He remembers, there's not a man that can stand before us. God, you told us to drive them all out. You said every last one of them. So Father, he's like, what do you want us to do? And then he gets an idea in his heart. Four. Let's just speak to the sun so that we can have more time to have this, have this victory. So as he feels that divine invitation from the Lord, have you ever had one of those divine invitations where you get this supernatural sovereign idea? Like, whoa, yeah, I'm just going to ring that person and I'm going to tell them this encouragement. I'm going to give them this word. I'm gonna, I feel like that scripture would really encourage that person. When you feel those divine invitations and you act on them, God gets, divi- God gets such delight and such pleasure. That's the way we're led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. When we, re- we sense the divine invitation and we just go with it. So he sensed a divine invitation and he spoke to the Son. Now, just don't go doing that tomorrow because it does mess things up a little bit in, within the whole space time, whatever. But the Lord put it in his heart to do. So that's he spoke to the Lord, got this divine initiative from the heavens and he spoke to the sun and the sun stood still for nearly a whole day until they had finished fighting these enemies. And then you think, then they'd go home but they still didn't go home. Yet those five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Machida. Joshua's told the five kings have have been found hiding in the cave in Machida. So Joshua said, roll large stones over the mouth of the cave and station men to stand guard over it. For you, As for you, do not stop pursuing your enemies, but attack them from behind. Don't let them go back to their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. You'd think it it would be enough already, but it wasn't. He's like, right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna finish this. We're gonna keep going. If you don't quit, you win. I've been praying for the sick probably for 20 years. And we're seeing outstanding miracles and the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. But I tell you, if I quit every time I felt like quitting, I wouldn't still be praying for the sick. 
But I tell you, as you pursue it, as you go after it, the hailstones come, the, the sun standing still type miracles start to happen when you don't stop. If he had stopped after the second city of pursuing them, the Lord, he would have seen the Lord panic the enemies, but he wouldn't have seen the really big miracles. You wanna see some really big breakthroughs? Don't change the subject. Don't get distracted. Don't go, I've seen a measure, that's nice. But you go all the way. God's given you something to do, you do it with all your might. Whatever the Lord tells you to do it, you do it and you do it till it's done. Hallelujah. And God will be with you and you will see marvelous breakthrough. And so he went on and um, they, they finished fighting everybody else. Then they rolled the stone away. And then they killed all five kings. Bang, bang, bang. You know, there is a grace. Five is the number of grace. There is a grace for overcoming and cutting off the heads of your enemy right now in terms of when the enemy comes against you like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. He has a victory for you. And he said, I've given it into your hand. What are you going to do with what I've just given you? The victory is yours, but unless you enforce it, you don't see it. Joshua could have taken the word of the Lord at the beginning. Don't be afraid of them for I've given them into your hand. Not a single man can stand before you. Joshua could have taken that word and gone home and said, well, that's nice. Hooray, we don't have to worry. But he understood that's not what the prophetic word was. It wasn't an inevitability. It was an invitation requiring a response. It was an invitation to go to battle with, a, with an assurance that they already had the victory. If you think you can just get by with not fighting, the things you're not fighting won't leave you alone. If you think, well, you know, I don't want to go into the whole healing thing. You know, I've been a bit disappointed. I gave that a go. I didn't see that person get healed. I'm just going to leave that alone. I was going to do that. When I first really started stepping out to pray for people, two of my friends died. And I was only 30 years old. I didn't know many people dying, you know. I had two friends die that I'd prayed for. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to tell people that you heal because I don't want people to get disappointed. I think this is a bit of a risky business. And I think for evangelism's sake, it would be better that I just don't go there. I can prophesy because I know that you've given me that gift and I can have confidence in this. But I, I don't have confidence, God, about this because I don't like the odds. That's what I said to God. And I was grieving at the time, the loss of my second friend who died of cancer. But I was talking to him like this in worship. And then right there in the middle of worship, the Lord spoke to me so clearly. I had such a powerful encounter. And he spoke to me. He said, Catherine, you must believe. Now, since that time, we've seen so many people now healed of cancer. Hallelujah. Including some of my best friends. But you know, if I'd given up at that point, it wouldn't have just left us alone. If you, if you think you're not going to deal with healing, don't think that the enemy's going to leave you alone in that area. If you think, well, you know, I'm not going to fight for my relatives. I'm just going to say la vie, what, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Then you are 
leaving room for the enemy to wreak havoc when in fact you have power by picking up your sword. You know, when you start to pray, God starts to move. He's given you the keys of the kingdom. He hasn't kept them for himself. He's invited you and I into a partnership. That's why he moves when you move because he's waiting for you to exercise the divine authority he's already given you. He says, I've given you the land. So we sit back and go, well, come on, God, do something. He goes, all the armies of heaven are ready at your disposal. They will act on your word. And we go, come on, God. And he's like, come on, people. And we're like, come on, God. Until we pick up the sword and we start to do with what he's given us, what he's asked us to do. And then God gets involved. Heaven invades earth and the kingdom is established. If you're passively waiting for God to do something, it might be time to get moving. It might be time to pick up the sword and start fighting. And I'm talking about using the Bible, the Word of God, to speak out the truth, to rebuke the devil and to give him some word, speak a word so you stab the thing and seal the door with the Word of God. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you today. I've been watching and seeing how the Lord is moving in my life with people I've been praying for. I've been going to war for some people and I've been astonished to see how God has started moving. Powerful. God is really starting to move. And I've been praying for some of these people for decades. But I tell you, if you don't stop, you go after it. You start to fight. If you've let it sort of simmer down and die, it's time to start picking it up and going for it again, start fighting. Because when you start fighting, God fights with you. God is fighting for you, hallelujah. But he's fighting with you. He's not fighting instead of you. God wants to use you. He wants you to recognize that he's given you what you need. What are you gonna do with it, amen? Father, we say thank you for your word. And Lord, we want <laughs> to be fully aware and fully awake. I thank you, even as Nate prophesied about um, awaken to strength. Father, I thank you that you are wanting to awaken the strength of your people because you have given us your strength. Lord, you've given us the weapons of our warfare that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Father, I ask that you'd forgive us where we've become complacent and uh, apathetic. Father, remind us as your body, remind us that we are the army of the living God. Remind us that we've been given a charge on this earth to bring heaven to earth, that we've been given the anointing, Lord, to do greater works than you even did. So Father, we're asking that you'd remind us of our commission. You'd remind us of our authority. Lord, we ask Holy Spirit that you'd teach us and train our hands for battle. Father, I thank you that you've given us power to bend a bow of bronze. Father, I thank you that you've given us the word of the Lord, which is mighty and powerful. Father, it's quick and it's sharp. And Lord, I ask Holy Spirit, you'd bring to our remembrance the words of Jesus so 
us so that we would use the words, that we'd use the Bible. We'd, you'd help us, Father, to use this and not be passive. But Father, I thank you, uh, Lord, that you've given us power not only to fight for ourselves, but to fight for others around us. And Lord, I thank you for the testimonies and the miracles, Lord God, that you're gonna bring forth from it. You know, as I start stabbing things, telling them to get away in the name of Jesus and then giving them the word, I shut these things down. But then once I've shut them down, I even go a step further. And I, I believe the Lord wants us to go a step further. Just like Joshua, he went a step further and a step further and a step further and a step further. And you can do that too. Not only by telling him to get away, speaking the truth, but by then making declarations, calling those things that be not as though they are. Start speaking it out because it becomes powerful. You've been created in the image of your father who is the creator who created the world with his words. So you need to go a step further and start making some declarations. We did this with our GSST students today, but beginning to, to call those things that be not as though they are, to begin to speak it out. Thank you, Lord, all my relatives are saved. Thank you, Lord, my children love you more than I do. Thank you, Lord God, that uh, all of my children are taught of the Lord and great is the peace of my children. Thank you, Father, that uh, uh, the lame walk, the paraplegics get out of their wheelchairs. Quadriplegics are instantly healed in the, power, in the presence of the Lord as I come in. I speak all sorts of things. You'd be amazed at the declarations that I make. But I have to keep getting more and more creative because the declarations that I make come to pass. God is looking for us to begin to go that step further, not just to clear the air, but to actually start taking ground. And you wanna not, if you wanna, after you've cleared the air and thrown out the intruders, God wants you to go out the door and start taking ground with your declarations. Start making declarations about what he's put on the inside. What's he talked to you about? What do you dream about? Do you dream about your people in your workplace being saved and having an encounter with God? Then go the step further and say, start making declarations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that everyone in my workplace has had a revelation of who you are and has, um, has found you. I thank you that they're all seeking you and they're all finding you. Hallelujah. You're making declarations like this, uh, calling those things that be not as though they already are. I, I make all sorts of declarations like, and I, I declare the word of God. My path shines brighter and brighter because I'm the righteous, hallelujah. So I go from glory to glory and strength to strength. I thank you that my ways please you, God, because you said the way of the righteous please the Lord. Thank you that you made me righteous. I'm righteous, so my ways please you. My words and my thoughts are pleasing in your sight, hallelujah, because I have the mind of Christ. And then I, 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 I make all sorts of other declarations. Before I'd even written a book, I was declaring my book's a bestseller. And praise the Lord, it became a bestseller because I was creating it. Before I ever had a church, I was declaring about my staff. I have an excellent media team who love what they do. They're faithful and they're loyal. Praise the Lord. I started declaring that 15 years ago. I've only had a church for seven years, but I have what I asked for, what I started to declare. You know, you wanna start taking some ground, going that step further, I'd encourage you to start putting down some declarations, speaking it out, declaring it, because you will have what you say. What do you want? God puts the desires in your heart 
as an as an invitation waiting for you to speak to the sun, to speak to situations, to start making declarations. Because as you do, watch and see, hey, you are not mere mortals. You are joined to the most high God. His strength is now your strength. His authority now has been given to you. Hallelujah. And this is how you use it. This is how we fight our battles. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.